Welcome to Clobbercast, proudly presents to you from Clobbercall, all the way from Munich, Germany. Wait, Munich, Germany? Recorded live at Blue Zone International Trade Fair. Ben, Glenn, take it away. Well, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. I've got two of my favourite denim people in one place. Oh. And Glenn. Uh, and Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers for that. We're sat here with uh, Rudy. Uh, aka Swiss Jeans Freak and Morsin aka just about everything to do with denim. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Two uh, two previous guests from the podcast. We've yep. got no structure. We're basically just going to sit here and uh, shoot the breeze. Yeah, so, yeah. How are you guys in? Fo- how are you guys enjoying the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yesterday was been good. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday like was heavy. Yesterday was heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. So we left Manchester at like, well, I picked Ben up at like 4 a.m. Mm. And then we went to Manchester. I was like, ah, Starbucks, croissant. And he was like, should we just have a beer? I was like, wow, you started with a beer. <laughs> so, yeah. so, and that's how it's kind of continued. Uh, yesterday was fun. Uh, today's been great. Um, but for me, it's been. Um, a big eye opener. Yeah. It's like These trade shows, yeah. A big eye opener. It's, it's your first a, time at anything like this. And yeah, is, obviously. This is like it's a this is a great trade show. But it is cool. There, there's you know there's Denim PV and there's Kingpin shows. Yeah. The corner. So yeah. it's a nice eye opener for you guys. You've been to you've been King, to King Kingpins. What yeah. do you think? Because I had text Amy to see if she was going to be at this show, and she yeah. was like, "It's just another show." Yeah. She was like, it's "I, I got to so many." Is, this show, it's a great show, but it's it's mainly focused for the German market. Yeah. Okay. That's what, yeah. It, that's what it's yeah. primarily for, even though they're trying their hardest and they're doing the panels is doing an amazing job yeah getting yeah, international yeah. people coming in myself you guys he's bringing people in to give talks and to yeah. expose them it's yeah. a really nice it's, show it's the atmosphere is it's brilliant. on the grasp you know even yeah. you know there's a lot of cool people coming here like yeah people that don't show at the other shows for instance okay like Alter, though down there they don't show in the other big shows any anymore so oh, really? so they're wow. bigger players who are deciding to come to this smaller show yeah because the bigger shows are getting too big yeah, if that oh, really? makes any yeah, sense. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And what about Rudy? You've just come for the day, haven't you, mate? Yeah, just an emergency. I had to convince my boss that I have to take a day off. I really want to show up in Munich. How long was uh, how long you off? How long did it take you to get from where you were to here? To, to Munich, it's four hours. Oh, by, bus by bus or by train. Okay. Right, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so you're not flying then, basically. No, no, it's not that far away. Yeah, ah, very good. And have you found it so? I know, basically, since you've got here, you've been thrown into an interview, put on a panel, and now you sat on a podcast, Rudy. So you've probably <laughs> yeah, not still, seen it. Uh, still, I have seen some parts of Blue Zone, and uh, I've, I've seen it similar, like Moshin told. It's uh, very. Uh, it's more uh, personal, the, the smaller shows. I think it's much better. I had nice conversations to Indigo people, to Denim Boulevard, to other yeah. New Heritage Festival. So they are, and especially in Germany, also with the other uh, trade show, the New Heritage mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Munich and Düsseldorf. They are quite successful now with these uh, smaller shows, mm. just uh, on a little bit on a higher premium, kind of a premium way. It's nice to see, because you see these big people, mm-hmm. like Denim Boulevard and Salty and some other mm. big mills, and they have humble little booths. Yeah, because you know yeah, that yeah. they're yeah. massive. But my yeah. God, they've got a small booth that's the size of my car. You yeah, know? yeah. They've, been, they've been brought down to a level, <laughs> and they normally they're used to bringing big suitcases full of big collections, mm. and they have to now skim out the best stuff, only the best stuff to show. 
even like Colette, like amazing Japanese yeah, mill yeah, are yeah. here, but they're collaborating with a, with a Turkish mill. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't have known about that. So no, no. There's lots of not. cool things you see in these kind of smaller shows. I've really enjoyed it. I think I've preferred being in and around this show and speaking yeah. to the people more than what I did at, I think at Kingpins, I might have been a little bit... Flustered? Blinded, yeah. A little, no, bit, a little bit too show, much for I me. Get, at that show, I get too scared that I'm going to miss some something. Yeah, but I go there yeah. and I get like angry. Oh, fuck, I missed that booth. Or, yeah, because it's too it's too busy. It but is big, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing though. what they do. But yeah. I I would definitely and I and I I suppose this is just me learning and getting on a little bit. Maybe felt out my depth first time around at Kingpins yeah, a little can bit. Be. You know, like but you so guys are quite you guys are quite cool. So you just yeah, take just it get on with it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just grab a beer and get on with it. Yeah. 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 But, so uh, what about you, Austin? What do you think so far? Then do you? Enjoying it? Have you been um, busy? I've been here a few times before. Like, like really, I get invited to these things. Um, I, I go as a customer as well, so I come. I always go to a lot of trade shows because sometimes there's a mill that I want to look at their fabric. Because yeah. I'm, I'm a consultant, I work for lots. Of, of course, yeah, yeah. So I need to know what the Turkish dudes are doing, what the Pakistani guys are doing, and what the Japanese guys are doing. I need to know what everyone's doing, and then at the same time, I go and visit Denham Boulevard, and I see people selling vintage garments and. It's brilliant, and I go to a lot of talks as well. A lot of yeah. talks. Is that your archive? No, at the end? no, 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 no. It says "End Dream." On a oh, I did a piece it? for them. So yeah, I okay. did made a piece with um, Black Horse Lane. Actually, right. Denham Boulevard guys like Murillo. He he came to to London, and this is before they had their show. And he yeah. goes, "I would like to make a big size seventy waist pant." Yeah, can okay. I do it in your studio? <laughs> I was like, uh, you can. <laughs> you know, I, said, I was up for it. But then I said, let's do it at Black Horse Lane. They've just yeah. started. They think they hadn't even opened yet. Okay. So, so I convinced Han, let's go yeah. there. And then Back um, in the early we day. made it and we actually documented it. Mm. So cool. now he always has now it. Now he has it. Hung free, up. free advertising for me. I li- yeah, I literally thought it was your booth. I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought you'd just put no, all no, your, no, you know, just Some for people fun. have done that. I, ha- yeah. I haven't corrected them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tag it later. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't corrected them yet. Anyway, but yeah. But Rudy, how about yourself? You're just here for the day, right? That's it. Yeah, it's just uh, this time it's very a uh, very quick short stop so I, I haven't seen that much here uh, for me it's more interesting also to see how it's t- the the future how it's going on with these trade shows because I have seen there were the huge shows uh, bread and butter yeah. in 10 years ago or then it was collapsed and uh, now in, in the last two three times in Amsterdam Berlin I, I saw realized that it's a little bit calm down now yeah yeah. So, uh, they could implode. There are too many shows. Yeah. 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 You, well, that's kind of you know that were kind of. Imp- yeah. I was wondering about that. It, did, it won't implode. But what I mean is that there are a lot of shows, and even the, you know, the PV guys and the Kingpin guys. There was unnecessary. Uh, they were, I don't know who did it first, but they yeah. were they were having their shows roughly at the same time as each other. Yeah. So a okay. lot of these mills. They can't go to both shows. Or yeah. So, so what they're some do. of them, some of them did. They split the collections in half, yeah. and they made double collections, and wow. they sent Jeez. people to yeah. both. And having a show, showing it some somewhere like here, it's tens of thousands of pounds. Yeah. Right? That's what I was going to say. What's yeah. it cost for one of them? Yeah. Well, it, it depends on the size, but it yeah. can be anything from five grand to ten grand or fifteen grand. That's just for the space. That's just for the yeah. space with nothing in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Then you need to think about hiring the, the furniture, obviously with the people who organize the show yeah. or you can do it your own but it's complicated yeah then you need to have hotels food how much staff yeah. are going to come here Asse- well, essentially could, they're paying for my yeah, free drinks could, each of these people that but this is a, this is a smaller show mm. so you think about the other shows it's like a it depends how big you want to go yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it becomes a cost yeah. and do you, do you think on that on that subject do the mills 
can they, can they quantify that money? So can they yeah. say, yeah, like, yeah, they get dude, that money back? Dude, dude, if one person comes in and orders 10,000 meters or something, they've already that's, made, cool. that's it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, and the, so it's a big opportunity. Yeah, but there that's as well. why they, Germany's a big market because it's more of this market that is CNA, it's all these brands that sell thousands of, it's like, it's a different kind of business than yeah, it is yeah. in like the U UK. You know, okay. but, but I remember when I was a company and if I, I used to go around at, at Timberland and I used to order a fabric, if I ordered one fabric, that would be literally 10,000, 100,000 meters. People would crack open wine bottles. Yeah. Just after just, one order, yeah, yeah. You know, wow. one order. Yeah, it would done. So you get, yeah. and, and for you, you, you that went every day. That, that was just normal. I, I was able to pick five or six fabrics that season. You know, so it was like a big, yeah, but that's, that's me, cool. I'm a smaller company, but bigger companies, they go around. Yeah, they yeah. They have orders of five hundred thousand meters or something. Yeah. Shit. You know, so it's a different game. Yeah, so essentially, you could have top shop here. So yeah, right. spending twenty or thirty k, it's sorry to say, pocket change. Yeah, yeah. To these companies, and then they will spend budget on a lookbook and yeah. having a big screen and, yeah. and inviting people to come and talk on your yeah. behalf, and you know, yeah, yeah, that's how it works. Let's see if they keep that one up after this. They podcast. will, they will, because <laughs> you guys are going to blog it. You guys are going to talk about it. it it's, of course. They invite, they invite people to come to these shows mm -hmm. to get the excitement going. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And Rudy, we had you on the podcast, what, two months ago maybe? Something like yeah. that? Yeah. What's uh, what's changed? What's what's happening? How what many more shops have opened how in many Zurich? More, how many more <laughs> pair of jeans have you got? Oh, there are uh, so quite some more jeans are coming in now. Okay. But, uh, Just in the two months? How many, how, how, how many pairs of jeans do you roughly get given every month? Uh, Estimate. Estimate every month. It's not that much anymore. Okay. At the moment, I would say every month, perhaps fifty, wow. between thirty and fifty. But yes. in trade shows like this, I remember seeing him. He had carry bags full of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. him things, he goes, I can't carry it. <laughs> yeah, the bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen him. I've seen him. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm, I'm, uh, but it's still growing slowly. But uh, for me, it's also important to show up a little bit on these trade shows to just make the jeans museum a little bit more visible. Because uh, yeah, yeah. my big problem is uh, I don't have enough resources, not enough money. If uh, you money got the funding, if someone, yeah, if someone like a big mill said, how much would it cost to open a proper museum? What do you need? You'd say half a million, a million euros, then uh, you could do it properly. Yeah, we have made a business plan, plan everything. It's everything ready. We already, already uh, wow. calculated that's it. Wow, because that's archived, so photographed. Uh, That'd be so uh, cool. It's about, uh, Anyone can visit. So in, That'd be amazing. If you would make a small, uh, in a small project, it would be about 400,000 to 500,000 euros. Because I'm sure if you spoke to like 10 mills, the ones downstairs, yeah. they all put in 50K each. And they have their name against exactly. Yeah, it's That's a non-brainer for them. They're associated with it. Then Rudy's got his museum open to the public. He's paid up. Yeah, he doesn't need to worry about earning money anymore. He yeah. can just take care of the G museum. Right? Rudy can yeah. drive like the little train that kind of takes everybody he to can the be next. The guy who can drive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have free chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> already had some, some yeah. uh, contacts. I also yeah. had discussions with Kasim Denim, with Arvind, with Orto Andalu. I mean. That would be interesting. I want. I in fact, I want to bring on board some big mills, and at least a few uh, denim companies, and perhaps two, three big. Rodham you could. You could be the bridge, Zurich. really. You could yeah. be the bridge. I know a lot. This of could people. work. It sounds like yeah, it could, could happen. I'm to pretty me. sure it should. It could work, and I'm planning this for to next year. I'm turning 50, 60 years old, and I really want to push it a little bit. Let's try and do it before. 
Yeah. Yeah, before I'm uh, in well, entering the graveyard. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, it's, see, the brain's too, you get, you've got a bit of consultancy coming here, I can yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've spoken to Rudy about yeah. this before. Every time I'm seeing him for years, yeah. and I'm like, what, what help do you need? Because <laughs> I do photo shoots that cost 30k every mm. time. You know, I'm like yeah. 50k budget from a meal, and their name is permanently on on the banner. On yeah. the first ever. Yeah. yeah, it's a non-brainer. Yeah. I can see yeah. it. I can in see fact, the, I can see the mills like names like yeah. etched in concrete. That's yeah. <laughs> no, you go to you go to Denham's Denham City. You walk in, and it's all the people that are associated are on the wall. They yeah, just, yeah. They just you know they're there. They're just yeah, there. Wow. true. And every and season, I think they change it. You know, because yeah. I think yeah, you can do you can do this. The big change it would be a huge change because it would be the first brand independent jeans museum. No, Two billion of jeans. Nothing to be ashamed of. There it, really. is no it's brand fine. independent yeah. jeans museum around. I think, yeah. it's the, I think it's the only way to get it going. Yeah. And but it's the most yeah. common clothes on worldwide. Yeah. 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 We need I to. I mean, it's crazy that we, we yeah. still don't have a, a jean museum. A yeah. real one. I mean, you have a nice Levi's museum. A nice I know. You have one in Kojima, but. That but one's the size of this room. But it's I'm just from a brand. Is it's it really? Yeah, it's tiny. It's lovely. It's yeah. beautiful. I shouldn't diss it. But it's going in. It's got little manics. It's got little puppets showing you every process. And right. Okay. There's a few old jeans and a few old machines in the corner. Yeah. And it's it's a cubicle. And yeah. It's got a stairwell upstairs and mm. it's lovely. But, but it is. What it's it is. not. It's not yeah. a somewhere where it's got archives going back a couple of hundred years. Where you could actually travel to. You say, I need to see enjoy. all the storm jackets from the 19 whatever period. Yeah. Yeah. Just go, Here's the wow. first 50 here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. This one was worn by someone who gave it to me. I don't know, it's like, you know, he's got stories about every garment, right? So, yeah. yeah. So, I know, how many yeah. garments is in there at minute, Rudy? I know we mentioned it on podcast, so it's 16,000, yeah, is it? It's 17. a little bit over 8,000 jeans and uh, 6,000 denim jackets. So it's Jeez, now a little so we're bit touching 15,000 15, garments. Imagine that smell. <laughs> 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 yeah. From the 50s, it's not real vintage, so it's usually from the late 50s until to now. But mm. there will be pieces in there, and if it was actually open, you'd find that the real vintage would end up coming it's a bit like that sometimes yeah, I think it? once it's open then more people would start oh I want to give it to yeah, a museum yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's my big dilemma as long as it's not visible it's no big reaction to, mm. so uh, that's the big Let's start a campaign, guys, yeah. and get this yeah. guy. Let's get a kickstart. Kick <laughs> yeah. I, I need somebody who is k- kicking me in my ass. And then it's, it's just a starting point. It's just still There's your guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. I can be the catalyst for it, but I think it needs support. It needs yeah, to, yeah. It has to be a group of us doing it. Yeah. We'd be behind it. We could help, yeah. couldn't we, Glenn? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we I'll can. support it. Yeah. 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 I had sure. big disco- long discussions before with Moto Munich, also with uh, Thomas Stegeberg. And we already had some plans last April, but it's when we want to do it, then we have to do it really properly. I mean, it has to be long, something long term, long lasting. I don't want to have a pop up museum for one no, year. No, no, no. no. So it's it, has, it, has be, it has to be a space where the mortgage stable, is paid. Yeah. And, and uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I want to, I also want to be sure that it will lasting even uh, after I have failed yeah, away by myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, cool. And Rudy, what are you, what? What denim are you wearing at the moment? It's just my Benzac denim. Benzac again, yeah. Okay. 310 Verdes, still dry, of course. 310. What do you What do you make of that? We've spoke about this a lot, Martin. You'll definitely know about this, mm. um, which has been mentioned on previous podcasts uh, while we've been here. So I'm going to revisit it. You know, the when we talk about raw denim and the sustainability, and you pay more, it lasts longer. Yeah. The truth is, crotches blow out. 
on a lot of people's jeans. Yeah, the raw ones, yeah. Uh, they yeah, definitely if, do. If you wash so them more, they will less blow out. This is what we were saying. That's actually a fact, isn't it's it? It's a fact. So do you not worry about that sort of damage on your jean? Because no. if you actually soaked them, the wood, at, you know, the, it, no, the fabrics I, would... I myself, I'm in a very lucky position because usually if people are wearing their jeans in a good fitting way, uh, of course, uh, you should at least soak them at the beginning and after half a year, mm. you should wash them uh, at least a little hand, hand wash yeah. to get rid of the stark and you strengthen the fibers so you will uh, get lo longer yeah. lasting jeans. Mm. If you're just wearing them raw, you you have uh, some crotch blowouts or some cracks, whatever. But you don't get crotch blowouts, easily. do you? But I, I have a ripped. little simple trick for myself. I'm just wearing my stuff oversized, so I'm, okay. there's not that much stress on the point of... Uh, uh, crotch or, he sometimes uh, wears two pairs at the same time. Denim underwear. Two or even three pairs. <laughs> I remember once seeing a picture of you on a plane wearing two pairs of jeans. I thought, how does security? What do they think of that when you when you get searched? Yeah, one, like I, one time it was about ten years ago. I had a little problem. I was in the United States, and I had too much overweight. I couldn't uh, pay for another bag. I was too, it was too late, I was already checking in on the plane. Yeah. So I was, uh, I, I think it was five denim jackets and four pair of jeans I was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this was a sort of crazy. So the, the, big the big problem was uh, when I went to the security, they started like me you're good friends with the, with the naked and famous guys we all are and, yeah, yeah. and you often I remember speaking to the guys there and they're saying no no uh, Rudy buys stuff from us all, 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 all the time and I was yeah. like that's amazing yeah, he's actually actual physical customer he, actually, he buys these things from us he, yeah, yeah. he doesn't yeah. ask for anything for free he'll buy it so yeah. I was like good for him yeah, so, cool. uh, what, what I really like about Rudy what I learned on the podcast is you're you're very you're quite meticulous. Like when anybody asks you about work, you always say eighty percent. Yeah, I'm a geographer. Twenty percent, I'm in denim. And you love your job. And, really, and when we yeah. spoke about uh, the financials of owning so much denim and stuff like that, you knew exactly how much each year you could spend on your love for denim, whether it were buying it or traveling to shows or is it all and stuff in, like that. in a warehouse? How are you keep it all in your house at the moment? I just have rented two rooms. It's about hundred forty square meters. It's about five times bigger than this room about mm. approximately mm -hmm. so it's very yeah, small it's like a thousand so it's it's about this uh, wow. tent yeah like it's about shop. yeah it's that's just what it's like. so I, I always and every year that's floor I, to ceiling floor yeah it's, to it's ceiling. quite a high room it's uh, higher than this it's about four meter mm. so i have uh, always 11 boxes banana banana boxes yeah, yeah. piled up so uh, the, in the storage room and the other room is more a showroom and I have my Shit. I don't know exactly my finances it's about 10,000 bucks I'll take for my denim school there yeah, 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 yeah you have yeah. to show up no, it's no, about I will wow. I'll bring students to you for sure what, were you, gonna, what were you going to say about that about 10,000 yeah I have 10 case, uh, 10 grants about uh, every year for renting this, those two rooms annually okay. and then 3, 4,000 for 8, this 8,000 euros a month something yeah. like that so uh, about 3, uh, 4,000 uh, bucks for a uh, uh, the f trade shows and then about 7,000, 8,000 bucks for buying denim stuff every okay. year. So it's about 20, it's almost 20,000 euros annually. And that's cool. kind of what you budget for your love for denim. Yeah, so year. that's, I'm living very, uh, uh, how you say this? I'm not using anything else in my life. Mm -hmm. So the money I'm earning from my geographer job is, uh, I'm throwing out for the G Museum. Good for you. That's commitment. Yeah, yeah. That is commitment. And Mosin, yeah. 
uh, let's have <laughs> let's get back to uh, let's get back to uh, what you you've been up to. Uh, oh, like, dude, so, it's been you've a lot. Been, yeah. Like you've been, I missed you because I wasn't at the club cam. Yeah, talk. No, I was I, on a holiday. It's okay. I, I think we're going to be planning. Sorry about that. No, don't worry. <laughs> I think we're going to be planning some kind of denim workshop thing sometime yeah, next, yeah. next year. But cool. um, that's going to be fun. We're just trying to work out what machinery we have to buy and okay. the back of your shop is a lovely space yeah yeah to Perfect. accommodate five or six people it's o- just over a long weekend it'll be yeah, really yeah. fun to do yeah so so you, I take it you got some new new projects can you talk about anything I new I can talk about it all on? yeah it's fine cool. so, but, um, um, what's been going on so I, I, I've got my own brand Endrime that's been mm-hmm. like ticking along in my consultancy and I'm still doing that that's all fine that brings in the that pays the mortgage yeah. but then also what I've been doing the last 10-15 years or so is I've been, te- te- been teaching loads. Yeah, it's yeah, been on and off. Like, and I do it every year, and, and it's mostly always in the autumn autumn period, so I was coming up to it now. Yeah. And um, I teach at the Royal College of Art. I teach the master's students. I, I, I teach at um, Westminster University, Ravensbourne U- U- University, and London College of Fashion. Yeah. So four unis, I'm in, av- I'm in like rotation. Rotation. Yeah. And how many days, what do they like, uh, it's a project. how many days a month almost? It, it, well, the Ravensbourne one is like over a six month period. Yeah. And I come in once a week. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. And it's for the denim project. Yeah. So, and I'm the, uh, it's like 35, 40 students and they, they're young. They're like 18, 19 year old kids. They yeah. know nothing. Yeah. Like, well, the only... They only come across denim because they bought a top uh, bought a top shop jean. That's it. That's as that's, much. That's, yeah. as, that's yeah. their introduction of denim. Yeah. How does so, that make you feel? When I really. Well, it's I'm, like, great. I'm, we've got I, a fre- we've got a fresh one. We can start from the basics. Oh, dude, it's actually quite fun. Yeah. What it is that I blow them away and I show them that all the stuff they're wearing is utter crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't do it in that way. But I do it yeah. in a way where I go through the denim history side of it, and everyone is quite engaged. They're really interested because yeah. they 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 know about the brother wear mm. every day, but they didn't know oh. Oh, the rivet. Oh, the oh, 1873. That's when it started. Oh, yeah. it's quite recent. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, indigo dying. Oh, when do they stop using natural indigo? Yeah, oh, yeah. so all the stuff we're using is, is really bad for the environment. Yes. Yeah. So it's like explaining the process over a series of weeks, not yeah. like the one hour or two hour lecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, over. It's, it's over yeah, a couple yeah. of months. So there's modules. Yeah, yeah, there's modules, and and it's really fun. So I'm I'm doing that, and then also I decided to do. I'm doing the denim. I'm doing a denim school in like Milan. That's cool. happening in in the end of like sort of sort of like September, depending when this podcast goes out. But yeah, oh, it's it, gonna it be going out th- going this out. week. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a denim school in Milan, and there's still think, some some spaces for it. Uh, so a guy called like Murio and another guy called Johnny. They're both Italian. They're like heading up. It's ten. It's a ten day course, and wow. we go we go everywhere. We go to Tornello. We go to Candiani. Nice. We, do you know the, the videos I showed you about all the processes yeah, and yeah, how cotton yeah. spun and how indigo? We're doing all of that live. Live, I'm going to say. Live. That. Make it live, wasn't it? Live. Oh, so that's brilliant. We, do every, we go to everything. We go wash houses, we see laser machines. And then at the end of the course, the last three days, it's with me. So yeah. then we make jeans and yeah, it's really fun. So they experience the whole, pro- and they go around in a nice little camper van round around Italy. That's brilliant. And the, in September when it's beautiful. It's, that's yeah. really, that's, really it's good. It's stunning. So I'm, I was quite um, honored to be a part of it. They're, I think I'm the only Italian guy doing it. Everyone else is Italian. So I'm, yeah. I think some of them were looking at me going, Who, who's this dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think some, of, some of them were saying, you know, we got, we got people here to do it. But, yeah. but luckily for me, like Murillo is a big champion mine yeah I've done work with him before he goes no we need to get Mawson to do it yeah cool then, yeah, um, that's brilliant yeah that's then, amazing yeah, so, and a that's couple cool. of other denim things as well but mostly education stuff is what yeah. keeps me busy and a few more consultancy stuff uh, that's great and end dream yes uh, this must be an exciting time for the brand or uh, for 
you know, for the fall collection. I, it's more funny. Like I, I started a new Instagram account, and because I've been doing so much edu- educational stuff that people are starting to think Endrun does not doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. I so can, they're like I going. So I actually that. started up another one called Denim History. Yeah. So, okay. So because it's everything related to history of denim. So yeah. all my courses, everything's on there now. All the things I'm doing, including coming to Munich, everything's there. Yeah. It's not really on Endrun anymore. And, and I'll find that. Yeah. So I'll be doing that, and just in you know, in the space of two weeks, you had so many followers, mm. and it was even on Hypebeast, it was like crazy amount of attention I got for this little thing that I did mm. only two weeks ago. That's cool. I- insane. That's like, mega. I That's never really would have good. thought that. But isn't it weird, isn't it strange, isn't it, how stuff yeah. like that organically yeah. just unfolds yeah, yeah, and you yeah, like yeah. go, oh, I could have done that. I could have done that one. Luckily no one had denimhistory.com or, or the, even Instagram. I was like, sure. what? That's, that's, mine, that's, that's, that's yeah, mine, that's mine. Yeah, I do, right? That's crazy. It was very similar when we spoke to Pay, uh, Pay from Pay, yeah. uh, Shashiko Denim. Yeah. Like, I was like, your Instagram's at Shashiko Denim. I know. Yeah, was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, what's your website? Mm. www.shashikodenim.com. And I was right. like, shit, how did that happen? How does that not even exist I know. already? I know. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to start buying denim you domains should. and selling them. Honestly, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> paying like, you know, 3,000 euros to try and get the account. Yeah, That is mental. So, uh, product-wise, mm. for Endream, um, any new drops that you'd like to mention for anybody I'm, to I'm, check I'm, out? I'm doing some more stuff with Colette. I mostly work with ja- Japanese mills, and I've just been doing this another thing with like with like Kaihara Denim. They just sponsored a lot of my students, so mm-hmm. they got their amazing mill. They, they don't yeah. even come to these shows because they're so big. Really? Yeah. They're one of these mills that don't even need to come. Yeah, to they're, just, they're just they're just a bit too cool. They're <laughs> yeah. But they they're people coming to them. Yeah, you know, because a bit like some of these other brands, like Auto and those guys and Isco, these guys don't show anymore. They just they they have a regular business. They don't need to show shows. Like yeah, this. it just happens. Kaihara are like one of the, the Japanese kind of like equivalent. Yeah, so cool. I work a lot of them. Um, might be doing a project with with Candiani. Cool. Yeah, only because I've been associated had... with them the last year. Yeah, we, stuff I've been doing, so. we had Simon on the podcast yesterday. Simon's cool. Hey, he's, he's a really he's a dude, cool dude, isn't he? Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. Yeah, he's a dude. He's, he's really, really fucking it. handsome as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's definitely like, a handsome. How does that work? How, yeah. Wow, did that happen? <laughs> he's a handsome fella. How but can you he be Italian as well? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he, he um he speaks multiple languages. He's yeah. an absolute yeah. dream, isn't he? Yeah, it's yeah. been good. We met some really good people. Yeah, we've really enjoyed it. Yeah, enjoyed it. So, um, so Rudy, you've been you've been passed around. Like a Christmas turkey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, since, exactly. you've been, since you've been here. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what? A rooster. Well, after the podcast, what's, what's on your agenda? Is, is there anybody that you specifically want to see, be it visitors or Instagrammers or any mills that you want to check out or... Is there anything you want to achieve? What's next on, on, on your calendar? Uh, in the, uh, at the moment, I'm quite busy in the office in the non-denim related geographic job okay. and also some family issues. But uh, the next big st- uh, stuff would be the, Deni- uh, the Amsterdam. Denim days. Denim days, yeah. Denim days on the calendar. Yeah. But I really want to push now this, uh, I hope in October and November I have more time to prepare some stuff for making this uh, rice fundraising or what, just well, let's push start this project a, let's start a Kickstarter or something. Yeah, I need something uh, which really... But we need to get mills behind it. Yeah, a, yeah. I need a kickoff, something a special uh, yeah. event and say, so now let's let's do it now. We'll um, do Kickstarter. Mostly I, I'll, do I'll do the branding <laughs> and the website. Hey, there you go. 
That sounds great. There you go. I have to consult and I have yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> and, um, talk to Thomas and uh, Walter want to do some uh, Everyone sure. a square mile radius is here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Do you know, like, if a... Bo- it, this is a serious question and I hope it doesn't happen, but if a bomb actually hit this place, what would happen to Denim? Worldwide. All right, let's go through it. So basically... <laughs> <laughs> I know that's deep, but no, no, like, there's yeah. so okay. many... Great okay. people in. There's a yeah. lot of great trims people here as well. A lot okay. of people that manufacture all of the le- leather patches and buttons yeah. and ribbons. Yeah, yeah, the main yeah. people are here. Yeah. There's some main people from Japan here, like the guys from Colette and that like, Japan group are all, all here. Um, so like, you know, it, yeah, it's a horrible question. I did try to make it. I like Rudy instantly. This guy, everyone wants him to come to a show. Jesus. What we're trying to get to is that there's just so many fucking influential, like real people. Real people. Because like me being new, you know, new to everything. <laughs> and we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna to speak to Candiani. I was like, who? Mm. I didn't know who they were. But literally after like- I've been using their fabric for more than 17, 18 years. Yeah, yeah. But I remember them when their company was called like TRC, not Candiani. But right, they, okay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I used to them as TRC, I, who were Candiani? Oh, it was TRC. See, yeah. yeah. They changed, I got rid of the early bit. I think yeah. we, we both said, Ben, to be fair, we were like, this is gonna be like a different experience. It's kind of like, it's like the level below like, you know, because for me, like, you know, I, I like the RGT, Naked and Famous, yeah, the Telesons yeah. and all that bit. They're but then you kind of don't see the bit beneath Before that, the, the manufacturing all those guys, fabric. They will go to trade shows as well. They'll yeah, go to yeah. the, Ameri- the American equivalents of what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they will do all of that. They'll do fabric hunting, but they will probably go direct to mills. Like okay. for sure, like the Naked and Famous dudes, they go to Japan a lot. Yeah, so yeah. So they'll go directly to all the Japanese mills. They of wouldn't course. come to a show like this. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Martin? Yeah. In fact, both your opinions are interesting on this. Mm. Uh, Martin will know a lot about it. You'll be a lot more like me, Rudy. Because uh, we did, we asked uh, Walter and Tom about this as well. Now, you know Naked and Famous? Yeah. Brilliant brand, stock them in store. Yep. I do really I'm well. I'm friends with those good, guys. Good yeah. price, yeah, good yeah. prices. Yeah. And then they have the unbrand brand, mm. which is lovely denim. An amazing price point. Yeah. Uh, made in China. Yeah. I know where now, it's made exactly. Yeah, this is my point. Now I think that people automatically associate China with bad. It's not connotations. You know, like, and I just not. wanted to clear that up. In um, your opinion, I mean, for a start, would you avoid buying a red jean if it were made in China? From, well, from you know, or, from or my over, or even Pakistan. Let's get. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, exactly. I mean, uh, it's. I have to say, from the museum here, uh, uh, the point of the denim evolution is not so much related to how it is produced. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, okay. of course, if you have some special slubby, I don't know, momotaro or special, mm-hmm. uh, special diet, whatever, special dippings, but. Uh, even if unbrand and brand is, uh, you ha- I have amazing faded samples of them. Or even from a, uh, the H and M has made some raw denim, mm. and for 30, 40 bucks, and yeah. they have, I have seen beautiful faded ones. But of course, I wouldn't recommend it that much because uh, sometimes it's a higher risk that from some brands the social labor condition is yeah. not you, on you a don't know good how it's way. Been made. This yeah. is the point, yeah. How yeah, do people know? Because I think that I think there's a lot and I know for a fact we've got listeners, because when we ask for questions mm. coming in, we get it asked a lot mm. to us. And dudes are saying to me, 
fuck, I really want to be into this, mm. but I just can't afford. No, but you have to question. Quid. It's like when you see raw jeans or selvage jeans and they're under twenty pounds. Yeah, you have to question how yeah, exactly has course. it been made. Yeah, everything to the pack. Where did the cotton come from? Yeah. Who was making it? country was it made in? And all these countries that have duty rates that are yeah. free shipping between them. And, and it's it's very murky, mm. but not murky yeah. at the same time. Um, but going back to Rudy's question, it's like what he has the answer to. It's like, you know, Garsim, they're a mill that are showing here and at mm -hmm. PV and stuff, but they made the world heaviest selvage day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, up to 38 ounce or 40 ounce. Yeah, they've tried. You know, Certainly. they've made, they you know, yes, is it a nice denim? Probably not. not you know, it's, it's very open end. It's yeah, not yeah. as yeah. beautiful as the naked and famous one that's made yeah. in a Japanese mill. Yeah, because, yeah. Because the Japanese guys have got more of a handwriting of how mm. you know they live and breathe indigo. They worship it. But yeah. talking about indi of indigo, indigo was first cultivated in the Indus Valley region, which is in Pakistan, yeah. which was right. which is what was India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. cotton okay. also was first harvested yeah. in that same area. Yeah. yeah. So. India actually mm. has a historical. Interesting. It's yeah. very important. That's yeah, why yeah. indigo is called indigo because of the Indus Valley re region. Right. So, um, okay. You know, it's, we, it's we, like, we've learned a lot. Yeah, no, so, but, but yeah. you know, it, it doesn't matter where you know. The, as Rudy said, it doesn't matter. It's just just about the social aspect of it. Yeah. Ooh. So maybe and China stuff's made. It depends where you you can go there and you can tell them exactly how to make it and they'll do it exactly how you want. Or mm. you can leave them to it and they'll cut corners and so they'll see, so, you know. It's, it's the made in China negative connotations. It's they, the same which, as made in Pakistan. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. It's, or you can't or Bangladesh, Bangladesh or, or, Vietnam. or Vietnam because yeah. it, it, you know they're still using amazing cotton. Yeah. They, you know, I go to some places in Bangladesh where you can lick the floor and it's so clean. You know, it's okay. so beautiful. Yeah. And okay. they follow all the social responsibility and yeah. CSR. Like, you know, they they open schools for all the kids and they they really take care of their own. You know. Yeah. And, and you go to some factories where it's a piece of shit. You know, I've yeah. seen it. I've seen it all. So for me, I I don't mind seeing a yeah. mill in that part of the world. It's about just being yeah. able to be transparent about yeah. it. Yeah, transparent. Take it back to where it needs. It shouldn't to go. matter what. Forget the country because that's putting a label straight away. No, it's, it's the situation, well, isn't it? There's important. that British mill. You know, friends of mine, like Hewitt Denim, and yeah. you know they yeah, yeah. they make fabrics in England, right? Yeah, they're on like sort of on on like Dunlop, on looms that are you know. What's the term called? Um, I've forgotten. It's on the tip of my tongue, but it's the guy who made the Draper loom. He's an American, but he came back okay. and he opened a Northrop. There you go. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. on a made on a Northrop loom. Yeah. Northrop was the guy who who invented the Draper loom, which is yeah. the looms that Cone Mills has. Anyway, yeah. that's a historical context done. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I asked. I asked him out, out outright, and I'm I'm friends with this guy. But I asked him out. It's going to be on a podcast now. Yeah. I asked him outright, "Where's your cotton come come from?" Yeah. He didn't answer me. Really. But it took him a while to answer me. Yeah. It's a, it's a secret. And I said, dude, that can't be a secret. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not how it works. That's not how it works now. Yeah, yeah. It's either come from India, China, or one of these places. Yeah. But, you know, so... But they're labelling it as British denim because it's woven in England, but the, all the components are come from, some, come from, from somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's a mis... Yes, it's true. It's made in Britain. But... But the truth is, 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 it actually all comes from everywhere. Yes, it? everything does. You make a pair mm. of jeans at Black Horse Lane, the, the components come from Turkey. Yeah, the, the, the mechanics behind yeah. the actual yeah, product it, it's is just, you know, You make jeans in America, they're all made mm. by Mexicans. Or, you know, it's, it's a very strange, yeah. you know, it's Probably a very grey area. So a lot it? of yeah. people drill it out, basically, and what you're saying is... Marketing. It's, it's never it's that quite simple, marketing. is it? Yeah, okay. Clever PR. And so people shouldn't really be put off no. by... Uh, made in China, made. Like, uh, my own brands I make in China, I make in Japan, I yeah. make in the UK. Yeah. And 
I make sure, even Benzank, good friends of ours, like yeah. Leonard, mm-hmm. he makes stuff all over the place. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But he makes sure the quality's the same wherever he goes. Yeah. That's what yeah, you've got yeah, to do. Yeah, and that's it's what it is. It's up to the brand to go and, and check the quality of it. Yeah. And yeah. make sure that it's not done, as, as Rudy said, in a, in a horrible so, uh, yeah. social yeah, environment. You I've have seen, that choice. I've seen kids in factories make stuff. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, I bet that were upsetting. And I'm not mentioning those brands. No, <laughs> no. But, you know, I, so, um, sorry, I went in China a few weeks ago and it started making me think nice. about... Did you like it? Did you go to a nice part? <laughs> They're all nice. But did uh, I were in Beijing, but I got caught in a storm. Oh. So I was stuck in the airport for a few days. Was it like a typhoon? What was it? Purple? They say they some colours, don't they? No idea. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. But I went, I went in Beijing, then I went to Zhengzhou. And then I went to uh, Hainan in Haikou, the little island, nice. which is really nice. But it got brought up about like manufacturing and things. And yeah. um, I, this could be wrong, and you'll tell me straight away if it is. But apparently, like Nike, don't own any of their own factories. Um, a lot of these people don't. And they uh, literally have a manufacturer um, in China. But again, like Adidas, for example, apparently, like for like five hours, five hours they're making Nike then they switch over, and then they're making Adidas. Yeah, I've been to some of these factories. So it, it, these companies, they don't take, they don't want to buy the factories outright. They would subcontract it, or they'll go, it's like they have a company that they own based there. Yeah, that, okay. I'll give you an example for Puma. I used to work at Puma. Yeah. So Puma have, Puma have a company called WorldCat. Right, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, And yeah, that yeah. company, they buy from WorldCat. So WorldCat would then go and find the factories and take care of all the production. Yeah. And they'll collect it all and the WorldCat will come to Puma and show them the samples. Okay. So the designers... That's interesting. So yeah, but many companies have that kind of... VF would, do the same thing. Would some people do that to kind of get away from the CSR side of no, the no, employment no, no. side? And all these companies like Puma and those guys, they're, they're so on it. They can't have a company that will yeah. do something bad or treat their work. They, they have such strict rules where they... Um, Basically, they literally can't get away. They with can't it, get can away they? with it because every every few weeks there's an audit. Yeah. And not only do they audit, they they order the actual factory, but they audit all the workers and they mm. check if the workers are working late, mm. if they're running on time, if they're having social work sort of problems, mm. if they're getting paid on time. Mm. How often are there fire drills mm. every week? There's, you know, you go to these factories and they're so audited. Like I remember speaking to a guy in Bangladesh. He owns a really big mill, mm. one of the biggest mills in, in Bangladesh, and he was telling me more saying we're so on it with our CSR and we're so on it with us, no one's paying for it. We're having to pay for it all mm. because they expect us to do it. Yeah, yeah. Just it's like an extra that. cost that we have to bear. Bear, so. bear yeah, because it's got to be done. It's really funny because I... Uh, and Western Mills, they don't <coughs> have to do that. Even though they're cleaning their water and all this other stuff. Uh, but Candiani, they're amazing mill, but they're based near Milan and they've got one of the most beautiful cleaning plants. You know, it's in a, mm. it's in a city. Yeah. They can't be throwing out polluted water or gunk or no you know so they're treating it all wow yeah but we're going to go over to candiani we've been invited over yeah so, no uh, <coughs> when are you planning to go uh, they just open invite it, it we're an open invite they'll try they're having an open day they an are. open mill day like, yeah, i think it's november sometime yeah I it's, think it, uh, there's one on october the 8th as oh, well there you go basically we've got a uh, just a couple of cuts of jeans coming in and I need to buy some denim. Yeah, man. Uh, about time, about yeah. time you did your own jeans. <laughs> it's it's going to be... Uh, I've got the first pair on ever right now. What are you thinking of making them? Is it all hush-hush? Uh, no, no. I've spoke to Black Horse. Good. Uh, is it... 
somebody up in Blackburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a few like um, yeah, well, it's, a man, it's Amanda's job to sort of yeah, do yeah, that. Good, but good, the, uh, quite interesting times. Uh, John will do it first. You know, Ald yeah. Custom John's basically built the jean for me and the jacket. There's a wax jacket as well good. and uh, another shirt. Even of these guys, like, even like Cooks and Clegs or Blackhill Lane, they'll it, do Cooks and Clegs. Yeah, 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 we've got <laughs> to. Uh, well, I have told Amanda to reach out. I said you should definitely drop Marcina. Uh, an email like dude I'm always here some for you people. they're all they're both good and you know I remember Cooks and Clegg bless them they emailed me to buy a couple of machines from me this is like five yeah. six years ago <laughs> so it's, we're all mates and um but no um you know I'm slightly biased I, I helped set up Black, Black Horse Lane yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it is but you know if you want to have something a bit more local so it is literally made within a 50 mile radius of where you live yeah. then yeah that, they're, they're a good choice yeah mm. maybe so but basically I don't have the, any denim Okay, well that's easily... I can do it, I've got, I've got the money to go it, yeah, I just don't know where, we need, where to go. We need go to drive a van to Italy. Do you, know what, do you know what I found as well, guys, and this is a little tip, it's like, um, you know, yes, you can make made in Europe jeans or go to Portugal, mm. made, in, made in UK yeah. jeans, but actually sometimes it's the same amount of money you go to Japan and make it. Yeah, yeah. See, this is all stuff. You know, this is pretty, once you do the sums, you yeah. work it all out, because you know, once you ship fabric over and the ship all the components, yeah, yeah, the yeah, shipping yeah. is a cost involved. In yeah, always. and the duty rates. Sometimes, mm. you know, I'm not saying don't make in UK. That's not what I'm no, saying. No, 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 no. If you wanted to have a made in UK version and a made in Japan version and a made in Portugal version, yeah. you, know, you should explore all of them. Because be there might not be that much difference in They're cost. all good for certain things. Yeah, and the, it's always better to make your garments where the fabrics are roughly being made. Okay, that's a good. Is that's that true? Yeah. Okay. That, it just, just cool. cuts down costs slightly. Mm. Yeah. Rather than shipping it twice. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Rudy. Of course. Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Yes. Uh, we mentioned. But I'm running out of time. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I just had an emergency call. Okay. They're waiting for me. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, last question. Um, we've mentioned the museum uh, that, fingers crossed, will come and we'll talk about that. Um, I think we mentioned it on the previous podcast, but. Um, You've gone from like Instagrammer and denim, literally Swiss jeans freak. That's, that's, that's it. You are that. Has there never been kind of like the next step to maybe become a denim consultant, to become, to have a store, to have a Rudy jean? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that, that <laughs> many plans where we have been around. That the problem is uh, probably I'm a little bit too shy in this part of my. Okay. A person, uh, it's, it's more a personal thing because I had many ideas. Also, okay. even uh, create an own brand or mm. or uh, giving some consultants what, what about. What would you, if you had a choice of weight, what would be your ideal weight fabric? My perfect weight is about uh, not that heavy. It's between fifteen and twenty-two. <laughs> 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 uh, somewhere in a winter jean. That's when I when I put my Tellersons on these Ladbroke groves, I phoned Ben. I'm like. I'm sure these are made out of like Pringle tubes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even walk. That's like 14 ounces. Uh, yeah. uh, so uh, also for doing some consultancy, people are telling me why you're done writing a book or uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. some history. I also wanted to make. A, I have one secret plan, but uh, I can tell it now because are I'm you sure. Not it's going to Similar like a Wikipedia, I want to do a Denimpedia, something like a, a huge, oh, that's uh, a good idea. Uh, yes, m- not really scientific, but uh, just 
to give people a little bit of an overview of what's going on because well, it's uh, used, uh, people can put on what they want can't they yeah. if somebody wants to share mm. something we, we had some uh, t- long time ago and super future 10 years ago there were mm. some some little encyclopedia some alphabetical some brands with some pictures it was a sort of a, a little bit giving an overview but it's crazy it's the biggest the, still the most common clothes in the world and there is no real serious uh, documentation about it I, I'm just uh, wondering why it's hence not possible. denimhistory.com being available dude uh, hence yeah. why denim history was easily yeah. available for me to buy yeah, exactly. yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah of it's course. true it's amazing. No, true nobody is nobody is taking care even if you want to buy some no one's doing it yeah somebody you can buy every kind of uh, denim related uh, the, the names there are for free more or less they, I, I bought sometimes I was I'm not sure I bought four or five denim.com or or jeans, I don't know. Literally nobody is interested about That's anything. the funding for the museum right that, there. Uh, if you, if you have denim.com, I'm on board. No, it was not it was not denim, but I had I had checked I had checked uh, jeansmuseum, jeansmuseum.com dot shop dot whatever. So you you definitely got them already. You got yeah, them they are, they are, yeah, of they, course. They many years ago. But uh, nobody else is interested about this. I mean, yeah, we are. We are. And I think this is a conversation to have off the air. Yeah. I think for sure we should we should explore that. I'm more than happy to help with the branding, the website, and things like that, I'm sure. We all can Very glad put to something hear this. In, in, into I the can, recipe. I can start speaking to Mills, really, in a proper way. That's all. Awesome. With a proposal. Because, yeah, I don't mm. know, I have the proper connections. I have just some little connections. You've got your business plan, though, which yeah. is a, yeah. a massive that's start. It, that's yeah. it. I, I had good contacts with Kasim Denim and Hassan mm. Lilaini, yeah, yeah. but then he, he moved on. moved uh, with this rain. Uh, I can't spell he's, the name. He's currently in like, Japan at the moment. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, and the also, funny I, uh, dude is a bit of a calls himself the Indigo guy. Indigo. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> In the Indigo Godfather, that was his name. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, absolutely. Cool, yeah. So brilliant. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that later, yeah. uh, guys. And conscious, you have to leave, Rudy. I have to leave now. Uh, we have to say goodbye to Tom and the guys as well. Yeah, and uh, I need to go and see Sam. We need to go and see Candiani. Mostin, thank pleasure. you. Thank you. Pleasure as always. Uh, always a pleasure. Yeah. Loved this, it. Uh, this too, too I've even come across in that panel. Excellent. Did it sound all right? You, you were completely fine in that panel. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. So you, you were good. Is this the point where I hit stop? Yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks again. Bye. Bye-bye. We made it. Yeah. We made it. We did. Wow. How many podcasts is that? Is I've done seven or eight. I lost a bit. I've lost count, but a lot of fucking laugh it's been. Yeah. But more importantly, like yeah, laughs fun. But we've come here on obviously business. You know, we're here on Clubbercast business. Mm-hmm. And I've, to be fair, I'm quite proud of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it you know it it's worked really well. We've had some fantastic people that. When when you mentioned the mills, Ben, I yeah. were a little bit worried because I was like. I know absolutely nothing. nothing about this, which is intimidating. In a way, it's yeah. it's you know it's like, what am I going to talk to these people about? Are they just going to think, oh, this guy knows nothing or whatever? But there's none of that, is there? No, no, it's all an education. It's, it's great, and Morsin's an awesome dude. <laughs> yeah, having Morsin and uh, Rudy yeah. on the same <laughs> podcast live—that's never going to happen. You know, when does that ever happen? Wow, I mean, it's so mad. Like, you know, Tom, Jason, Coon, um, Wooter, Wooter, uh, uh, Morsin. Fucking hell! It's yeah. It's just 
It's just awesome. It's just like wow. And it's the, it's and been the, overwhelming. And the atmosphere here of Blue Zone's been brilliant, hasn't it? I've loved it. Yeah. I've absolutely. And I would. And I, I hope people are listening from other trade shows. I hope that everybody finds it interesting because we've loved this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I feel like we've got some of the best content that we've ever got because it's so it's so rare and special to get everybody together and like. There's, as you said, there's no way that you're ever going to get Rudy and Morsin to sit down on a podcast. I'm sorry, that's not happening. <laughs> it's just not. Well, it's it just physically couldn't. You know, one's yeah. in Zurich, one's in all over the world all the time. Yeah. But it happened at Blue Zone. What's, uh, what's been your highlight, Ben? Uh, my highlight, I think... I think I really enjoyed podcasting with Morsin and Rudy. Yeah. I, re- I definitely did, but that was like on a personal level. Yeah. Uh, I think... For the actual, what I actually learnt and the really interesting discussion that I didn't expect that unfolded, it would have to be Simon. Simon was just a fucking dude. Yeah. I feel like we've got like a friend for life with Simon. He's a great guy. I think he's everybody's friend. Everybody must just love him. I think he's just one of them guys. Yeah, it's been it's been amazing. Yeah, and we're obviously we're gonna be. Does now. hotel were nice? Yeah, hotel, hotel were, were nice. We Flight were good. Everything's been amazing. Yeah. Um, would you be up for doing another trade show podcast? Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's in the pipeline, isn't it, that we might be at Denim Days. I'm just a bit concerned because that's October and it's busy in shops, so I'll have to see about that. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to, uh, you know. But yeah, wow, Blue Zone, Munich. Um, it's. I hope that we've given people an insight who couldn't usually come because this is this is kind of like... And I hate to say, but it is quite an exclusive thing, isn't it? Like, mm. like you know, you're. Uh, I hate to say this, and this does not make you sound like a dick, but like your average Denimed is not allowed to attend. Ben, is that correct? That's true. You wouldn't even get in. Yeah, and I hope that we've given people an insight to like this side, and mm. I feel so lucky that we've lived, we've lived it for two days. Yeah, seen things that, you know, it's really it was such a privilege to see, mm. to speak to these people, to you know. And it kind of feels like we're just scratching tip at iceberg as well, doesn't it? Fucking hell, we're only just starting. Mm. Like this is it. Like we're thirty podcasts in, and we're just we're We're just probably more than that if you compiled all the separate ones together. We'll be up to like thirty-four, thirty-five. Thirty-four. Wow, we're catching you up, Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've got Russell Brand on next week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, hopefully that ends an awesome run of podcasts from Munich um, I, we hope you like the new intro that we got from Munich <laughs> uh, like that, that were really funny they were really yeah. funny thanks to the dude on Fiverr that supplied that for seven dollars <laughs> uh, so yeah shout out to him best seven dollars you ever spent yeah definitely <laughs> um, hospitality here has been amazing as well so shout out to everyone who organises Blue Zone um, everything's been looked after like beer, water, beautiful food, um, just amazing people. Mm. I, I don't really know. I'm nope. trying to get it across. I don't really know what it's else I can brilliant. say. And that lovely is the organiser that we met upstairs yeah. on the panel. Yeah, Such a just, dude. Yeah, everybody. Really just, grateful, really, to have, you know, to have people here and, and supporting it. Uh, really, really pleasant dude. It's uh, It's been special, man. Yeah. Emotional. It has. So this, but, this rallies off another... Um, just under an hour podcast Um, we better pack up and uh, let's get to the airport let's do it thank you